Hello and welcome to Elgamer the Podcast. As always, I am your host, Abdullah, and today I and my guest today is Rye Chase. How you doing, Rye? I'm well. How are you? I'm as fine as anyone else can be during <laughs> during <laughs> um during the never ending year that is twenty twenty or twenty twenty one or whatever year this is anymore. I don't I don't know. It's twenty twenty part infinite at this point. I know, like you, you look at the news and you, you just wonder, like, are we ever going to get back to a state of normalcy, or, or at least something I feel like is normal? Because I, cause I'm just like, man, I'm, I'm so tired of, of this shit, and I kind of just want to, like, can I go back to, like, can I go back to like my dead end job, please? <laughs> <laughs> Human interaction would be nice again. Oh God, yeah, it would. God, it would. Um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this is off to a great start. Um, anyway, um, you might know Ray Rye from a lot of a lot of s- s- different things that um, I'm too lazy to look up. So, for those that um, can can Google their name, you know and go to their IMDb page you'll see that they've done something you probably recognize but uh yeah uh so how uh, like my point is like how did we get here like what is the origin story oh gosh the origin story um let's see I was going to um uh I was studying computer animation uh at school any noises that you hear are my cat running into the window and i'm sorry uh studying computer animation at school and they had an internship at a 2d animation studio i was there one of the things that interns did was they helped out during the table read so they can gather assets for what the episode was going to have i didn't know on my first day of interning that you didn't have to do a voice when you were doing a table read uh, I did, and a couple days later, uh, it just really sat with one of the, I want to say it was an executive producer, I really don't remember though, uh, and she had pulled me aside and said, hey, you should give voice acting a try. Uh, one of the perks of the internship was that we got to watch the actual uh, recording session of the voice actors for the episode. She managed to tell me to try it after watching them be professionals and having conversations with themselves as multiple different characters all in one scene. I'm like, you have unrealistic expectations of me. But a couple months later, I got into classes. And uh, after that, I uh, was at a showcase with one of my coaches and um, there was an agent there and she ended up signing me. And I've been grinding it with auditions and things ever since. And, and again, like what, when I say like, you know, you go to their IMDB page, like I am, I'm always, I'm always amazed that like whenever I go to someone's IMDB page and see like they've done so many work in like such a short amount of time, I'm like, wow, (laughs) you know, (laughs) cause it's, cause it's, it's a very competitive world and just seeing new faces makes me happy cause like I'm at that point where I think we kind of need new voices because, you know, pardon the expression, but uh, <laughs> we we need we need new people to come in because, you know, not not to say because we need variety and we need to, um, you know, move forward for the better, I guess. 
there's a lot of new things that new people can add to it. Uh, but even even the ones who the ones who are great right now, they're still I I never even considered voiceover. But one of the uh, one of my favorite voice actors, he was actually um, on the the show that I was interning for. So like it just I I even got to have a full circle moment moment with another voice actor who was on that show and I'd worked on a project with him. And it's just like they they've taught me so much and opened the way and they're they're continuing and they've anytime I've talked to someone or anytime anyone's asked me questions about voiceover, it's just it's it's hard to break into, but not because they don't want you to join them. It's just it's just hard to once you once you're in, everyone's super excited to meet you like, hey, you're new, you're awesome, you're fun. We like you. And we want to keep working with you, but it's, it's just getting heard in the first place, but they, they will kick the door open for you once, once they hear you. Oh no, no. Um, a lot of people like say like, oh, the voiceover industry is like so friendly because it is like, you can, Mm -hmm. like whenever you talk to a voice actor, you feel like you're talking to an actual human being and not just a, (laughs) not a robot. It was like, (laughs) yeah, whatever. Because, like, there's no, because, like, there's no, um, like, I mean, it is fame, but it's kind of selective fame. It's the type of fame that only weirdos online would ever (laughs) really care about, really. Yeah. You're not following someone for a face or what they look like. You're, you're following it for the character that they bring to life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. It's kind of like I think the reason why I find it so fascinating is like it's one of the few fields of acting that still is very character based because, you know, the problem with a lot of movies, a lot of like live action stuff nowadays is the whole thing. I mean, at least to me, is that I don't feel like actors are playing characters anymore. I just feel like it's just an extension of themselves. Like I kind of miss the (laughs) days when actors were allowed to play different characters. And I'm like, isn't that the whole point of acting is like to play someone, you know, completely different from your, that's completely detached from your own personality. But it's, it's becoming more and more about like, well, the character is just me or like some extension (laughs) of me. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But you're, 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 you're in a, you know, you're in a sci-fi movie or a superhero movie or something that's like otherworldly. And you're play you're basically just playing an extension of yourself. That's kind of lame. If they can, if they can bring it, then then I'm I'm always excited to see what the character is. But a, more often than not, it is it's a numbers game, and it's what what person is going to put people in the seats. But they, I've seen a lot of new studios um, start to push away from that. They still they still try, but they're they're definitely there's some there's some headway. There's been a bunch of new actors on the scene that I've never seen before in movies and TV shows. So they're bringing in a new crop. It's just we we could always hope that they bring it in sooner or that they bring it in harder. Like it's more noticeable as opposed to it just like slowly trickling in. Yeah, because there was that whole period where everyone was like, you know, we're tired of Hollywood, like relying on 
people who are starting to get really old <laughs> to play like mm-hmm. main roles because I remember like th- there was like a lot of controversy about like oh well why are they casting Brad Pitt in the role when Brad Pitt is like you know in his fifties and I'm just like well Brad Pitt still sells I guess and yeah. we've done a very poor job of like building up younger talent over the years so you know I, I don't know I'm just like. <laughs> it's it's one of those things like the the more I think about it the more I'm just kind of like I I'm glad I don't know how the industry works because it is you know I feel like if I deeply knew like the reason why a lot of people were hired especially considering like in you know going to back to voiceover cuz I try not I try to I try <laughs> to stay professional on this show before it devolves into complete bullshit but uh, but um you know, going back to voiceover, I know that the whole controversy now is, oh, you're starting to see more and more on-camera people do come on, come in to do, like, a lot of animated shows. And I kind of get why, like, that's kind of controversial, and I understand, like, uh, you know, we're the people who have been doing voiceover for the past couple of, you know, decade or so are, you know, kind of upset that, oh, man, you know, all these on-camera people are getting all these, like, major roles on these new shows but at the same time i kind of understand the decision why they're why a lot of um studios are casting a lot of big names because they're starting to take animation seriously and they're like okay well we kind of (laughs) need you know a big name to get people to watch who aren't interested because here's the thing like a lot of people don't really like people who aren't into animation are are it's going to be a tough sell selling um animation to people who don't watch animation so one one way to do that is just to ca- to cast like big name people and and um and advertise it as a series that features an all-star cast and what have you and it works yeah so yeah um the point is the industry is changing and you know it's it's a di- it's a different landscape than it was um 10 years ago because like 10 years ago you probably had like well not even 10 years ago like um 5 years ago you probably had like the same two or three people doing the same voices or or if you if you <laughs> for someone who grew up in the 2000s you probably only heard like two or three people doing the, the entire entire voices because there's everyone was there was that period in time where i was like you know i'm getting tired i mean not nothing against gray delisle or tara strong but there was that period of time (laughs) where i was like are there any other women in animation because i'm kind of kind of tired of hearing um tara strong and uh, gray delisle and everything yeah i mean I can understand it from the point of view where it's like if you have if you have the range, go for it. Yes, now it's more than just uh, it's more than just like if you got the range, go for it. It's it's yes, actually cast people who fit the uh, fit these particular um, like character specs. Um, why cast someone who's not a minority? in in a minority role um why cast someone who doesn't identify this way as uh as that character so i like the representation is getting so much better and i think that that was one of the 
bigger steps that they took that opened up the pool. Uh, it was more than just, I mean, some of it was, yes, let's bring in more people or, oh, I haven't heard that person before. They're doing what I want this character to to do. So um, sure, I have this this large queue of people that uh, I know what they can do. I've seen what they can do. I know they could do something for this role, but I want something that's not in their wheelhouse and they'll grab them. But, but that plus, plus diversifying it's, it's, it's opened up a lot. And I've only been doing this since uh, working since like April of 2018. And so much has shifted. Wow. Only, you said you've only been um, around for like God, three years now. Uh, yeah. Wow. If that if that's the math, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I I make jokes, but honestly, like 2018 feels like a very long time because my 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 uh, perception of time is completely fucked at this point, and I. <laughs> I have absolutely like sometimes I'll even go up to people now and talk to them and say like um is it Monday when it's like Sunday like that that is how like fucked everything is because you know after a year of of quarantine you know and partial lockdowns and you know just isolation in general it, mm-hmm. it kind of like you know you kind of just I don't know I get it. You know, I, 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 you notice a trend where I I try to say something clever and then I just lose my train of thought. I'm just like, wait, what am I trying to say? <laughs> but no, um, it is still amazing that you've done so much in a short amount of time because I've known people. Hell, I'm friends with people who have been around for, since like 2007 and they still consider themselves, you know, new to the business. But I'm like, well, you've been around since you've been like professionally doing voiceover since 2007. Like, why aren't you in more stuff? But I guess like that's, uh, you know, that's a casting director's decision. Not, not, you know, not mine. It's like, I'm still new. I'm very new. (laughs) Because I, because like, there's just so many talented new people and I always like look at them and I'm like, why aren't you in more stuff? Because you're really good, (laughs) you know? Yeah. But but no, I think that's really impressive that um you've only been around for 3 years now and you've done so much. Like you've done so much in in a short amount of time where where like I said 10 years ago <laughs> it, it, that would have been like crazy, like a crazy thought to have someone who's been around for like only 3 years and they've only and they've so far done done a lot of stuff yeah. in a short in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. especially like being involved in like video games and Western animation. That is like, that is hard to break into. <laughs> that is <laughs> that is like that, like uh, anime Western animation and video games are like the three things most people want, you know, most people want to do when they do voiceover, but they, but people don't understand like how hard it is just to break in, in into like, uh, not even like a, um, not even like a recurring role, but like a, um, like a one-off character in a series like that yeah. is like so hard like that's yeah. so hard and i don't know how like so i, I don't know and i don't know how how um 
how how people do it sometimes like how people manage to find a way in but i am always happy that uh they do because like i said we kind of i like the i, I like the direction that the industry is going in they're starting to be more conscious about uh, conscious about who um who they cast in what roles it's no longer oh can you do this voice or can you voice this character it doesn't matter, you know. Don't think about the fact that yeah. um, <laughs> that that the character's not the you know the same ethnicity as you. Just don't think about it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um. So, how did like um? So, how did you like um? Like, what was the trajectory of your career? Like, did you, like, what, what is, like, how did you, like, what are the first types of roles you got? Um, I think the first role I had was a kids narrative podcast by Kobe Bryant. So I get to say that Kobe Bryant was my first boss. Uh, and it was the, I had been, I had, joined uh my agency uh november of 2017 um and i'd gotten a lot of positive feedback from casting about how they were interested in me or that i had a unique uh vocal texture i like i was just on their radar for those initial few months and then um uh in it was in april i think uh there was this one audition for that podcast that I didn't even, I, I just auditioned for that role in conjunction with another role that I thought I was going to do better at. And I'd submitted the, the auditions because uh, my agency had a recording studio or a re- yeah, uh, that they would um, edit and then send stuff out for us. And I was driving home, hit traffic by the, time I made it home, I had gotten a phone call from my um, agent saying, hey, just be prepared because you might have a job tomorrow. And I'm like, okay. Um, Got it. Uh, Like an hour after that, got more of the details that um, uh, the podcast was called The the Punies. Uh, They did want to have me read for the character. It was just going to be a table read. Uh, But in front of pretty much everyone who was working on on the project just to see uh get all the cast slash potential cast together to to get a feel for what they were um hoping that they could pull together for the for the show um and i got the first or i guess i got the i got like half of the series uh scripts um and a song that i had to learn (laughs) And I drove up uh, the next day. Um, like it was a, all in all, it was not even a 24 hour turnaround from submitting that audition to finishing that table read and having like my first actual performance in a sense in front of uh, people for a voice role. And uh couple days later a week later or so they had officially cast me for the role of uh the character puny pete and once i had gotten on that show 
all the other places that were interested in me for the most part, they wanted to, uh, wanted to get me in for generals just to, uh, get like a, uh, geez, I know words, I swear. Um, just to get like a, a reference for what I could do, uh, characters that I might fit on their roster. Uh, and yeah, that was, that was the origin story of, um, first job worked on it. It was re- we had a f- two seasons um, of the podcast. I had worked on a, uh, two cartoons in the meantime as well. Uh, start of 2019 was crazy busy. Going into 2020 was really busy. Um, and then 2020 happened. But by mid-July, uh, I had actually gotten a lot of uh, video game uh, roles um so i i technically have been working consistently even throughout the pandemic and into this year it's it's almost been nonstop. and and was it a case of you had a home studio before the pandemic nope hit? <laughs> oh, oh boy. still don't have a home studio <laughs> well that answers my question <laughs> It's like I had a closet and then I moved to a new place. No closet. So I have, uh, but like the productions, I, I only ever audition for the ones that either will get me into a studio or uh, are willing to consider if I don't have a home studio. Uh, but all the things that I have been working on, some of it I had been working on before the pandemic. So they had to get me into a place that had consistent recording technology with what we were working with. So. Oh man, that sucks. That really sucks. I mean, I love being in a studio. That is, that is a highlight for me. I, I am sad when I'm all in my homes. (laughs) No, no. I, I mean, like it sucks. Um, being a voice actor and not having a, a home studio and a pandemic yeah. hit and everyone had to had to quickly adapt to the ever changing landscape of of uh source connect source connect and, and all this other stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's that's been that's been something to navigate. But no, um it, it is it is great that you know you find a way to make it work and you know like like I think we've talked about this way before, way before we even started recording but um reason reason this is like uh reason this episode is very focused on you know general stuff is because you're currently under so many NDAs that it's like I I'm trying to think of like what can I ask and <laughs> that's not going to get me in trouble. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's one of those things where I'm like, I've done, I've done a lot of things, guys. They're just, they're not out. It's a very notice me, senpai. That's that's what I feel like sometimes. <laughs> but um, so let's talk about something you have done, and by say have done, I mean like maybe like do like one episode of that I remember. <laughs> um, uh, if. Well, go if ahead. We're going if we're going the route of like TV shows. Uh, yeah. I am the character Mazzy in the Loud House. So yeah, thank you for um, 
Thank you for that segue. Um, uh, so for people who are listening to the, for Loud House Talk, uh, this is the portion of the podcast you want to listen to right now. So um, Mazzy was introduced like um, uh, earlier in the series, but she was voiced by Christina Puccelli. But so I'm wondering, like, um, how did you end up get with the role? Oh, wow. Um, so what had happened was, is I think they were just recasting because I, I hadn't seen the loud house, the loud house beforehand. Uh, I mean, I, I hadn't actively watched it. I don't have cable, so that makes it difficult. Uh, but I was, uh, I saw that role come through and I was just researching more of her connection with Luna and everything. And then I saw the clip of that, that one line that she had had previously. I'm like, they didn't ask for a voice match. So, um, okay. And I just, I can't remember what my mentality was for it, but I just, uh, I had auditioned for that. And that was what happened. My cat is making noises again. No, uh, I think it's kind of um, interesting because they were a lot of recastings, obviously, because they uh, the, the like originally they had like all these like insinuar like, you know, uh, characters that would later on become recurring characters mm-hmm. voiced by the series cast. So like you had like Laura <laughs> Jill Miller is like Margot and like, um, yeah, Jill Talley is like uh, Sam. So, but, uh, but, uh, you know, as the show went on, they're like, yeah, we kind of need new people because, uh, it's kind of going to be weird to have Jill Talley who voices the mom voice, uh, Luna's love interest. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That I can see that. I can see an issue. <laughs> yeah. So, so they had to recast that and, um, and Mazzy only had like one line. So I was, the, I was kind yeah. of curious. I was like curious, like why they even recast her even because he, she just had like one line and it was kind of an, I'm British, not complaining. It was kind of in a British accent and, and you know, that, it like, was, yeah. it was high pitch. That's what I remember. Like it was just in a higher register than I, I thought to bring to the table. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, God, it, it is just so amazing that um, that uh, that you that you even got on something as big as that because that's like Nickelodeon's like second biggest show. Yeah, you know, that's just. <laughs> and and did you guys like record? It was was it a group record or did you record your lines separately or what? Um, we recorded ensemble, so we all they gathered. I don't know. There's always a cluster of us for the Loud House. Uh, where uh, they had like a bunch of mics set up and then they brought us all in. Uh, we got our position and uh, we, we ran with it. No, that's, that's pretty cool. You know, you got to work with all these like industry legends and does it, you know, do you, do you ever go and like, you must've had that, that, that thought in your head where I'm like, what am I doing here with all these? Like, oh, legends? all the time, <laughs> all the time. Um, OG Banks is actually the one where I had my full circle moment with. He was the voice of um, Vault, the Wonder Deer, which was the show I was interning on. Um, So I had met him then, but like no interaction. And I didn't realize we were in the same room until someone had said OG. And I'm like, no, OG? 
and I have distinct blue hair. So he remembered me once like we drew attention to each other, which was just super cool and super awesome. Uh, but yeah, I was like, I did not expect to actually get to meet like my very first exposure to voiceover work to actually like work with him. So I'm like, that was cool. I get to cross that off the list. <laughs> I'm just I'm just waiting for that moment where uh, Rye Chase my, finally meets Ray Chase. That needs to happen. I don't even. I'm ah. It would be crazy. That would be so crazy. Because <laughs> I'm kind of that weirdo. Whenever I notice like um, people having similar sounding names, I'm like, have they met? Because I know like there are two Johnny Youngs. Like there's Johnny Young and then there's Johnny Young Bosch, and I'm kind of like. Have they met? Do they know of each other's existence? <laughs> I, I, Ray Chase does not know that I exist as far as I know. I was I was a little, for, for non-super in him particular focus, but um, whenever you join like the Screen Actors Guild and you have to give a name of essentially what your performer name is going to be, I mean, like my name is Ray Chase. But Rye Chase is close to Ray Chase, and if you have a name that's too similar to someone, then you cannot have it. And it's like, you must pick three other possible names just in case this name doesn't go through. I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know any other names. I have nothing else to go by. Just please let this be approved. It was. I get to keep the name Rye Chase. I don't have to figure out something else. But but that was that was one of those things where I was really worried about initially. <laughs> you should have just put in two toot McBumble snatch or something like that. I don't think I can pull it off. I don't <laughs> think that I can pull off that. I am two toot McBumble snatch. But... It's like yeah, I just think my my general aesthetic it it would it would throw off too much. <laughs> no, but I mean it is. Like, you know, doing my research on, you know, your roles, I, I honestly didn't even know, like, um, Mazzy was voiced by a non-binary person. I thought that, I thought that mm -hmm. was, like, um, pretty fucking cool. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> That's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, if I, if I can hit it, then I will try for it. That's that's always been my philosophy. As long as it's, like, respectful to do, if, if I can hit a character range, I will try. No, and that's that's my that's like my subsection is I was signed because I could hit uh, teenage boy voices, uh, but I had the range of a kid, like single digits, depending on how realistic, up to mid twenties, and I was across the genders and with a couple, a couple of accents under my belt. So I'm just Rye. Can you do this? Try it. That's me. And um, you know, staying on the subject of Loud House before I lose people, and because yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. Tr trust me, I, I, I'm <laughs> gonna lose you guys eventually because Lord knows the other Loud House episodes devolved into other topics. But um, uh, you know, you got you said you guys did um group records. I'm just wondering, like, was there any like funny shenanigans that went on during those group records? Oh, uh, so apparently. When you get a bunch of adult voice actors together, we are actually children disguised as taxpaying individuals. 
So it is so hard to corral us at times. I was not aware of that because that was the first like larger uh, ensemble that I had recorded with. And I could just like, I, I was a part of the devolving into, okay, yeah, no, this is your conversations fun. Your conversations fun. Everyone just busts out into some sort of voice for no reason, but then they really needed us to focus so we can record the episode. So that's essentially more in person. That was, that was what it was like. We, we had one, um, uh, I think one session where we were more behaved, but other than that, Oh no, uh, I and I'm so jealous of you because you got to work with um, the greatness that is Nika Futterman. Like that, you know, she is just so amazing. <laughs> she is everything, isn't she? Yes. <laughs> like, I always tell people, like, okay, no matter how cool you think Nika is, she is way cooler than what than your perception of her it will ever be. Like, holy crap! Like, I. Like, I, I, I sometimes wonder, like, how you even want to do anything with, like, how you, like, whenever you, you know, because I've had her on and, you know, that was, like, again, my favorite episode. I'm sorry. I'm biased, but. Um... You're fine. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> but, um, no, I just, like, it is one of those things where you meet someone who is, like, so so animated and out there and just amazing and every, at, at everything at everything they do you just start to wonder like are they real are they real you know 1000% real yeah i was there yeah <laughs> and um god who else was there uh allison stoner was there as well so that's that's pretty cool allison <laughs> stoner um aj was there he was yeah <laughs> Good old Lotor. Glad to see Lotor still getting work. <laughs> yeah. Um. God, who else? I'm trying to remember who was who else was in the episode. Was was John DiMaggio there? Did he record his line was with you guys, or was he not? Did he I do don't it remember. I do not remember. You're drawing upon memories that far exceed my my capabilities of retention. Because I I know like when I've when I had someone else who did who did an episode of Casa Grande's that only aired recently. She said like it was record recorded pre pandemic. So it was like um, a group record, a group record and the entire mm -hmm. cast was there. So I'm just kind of wondering, like thinking back to the episode where, you know, Mazzy has lines. <laughs> that's, that's the episode <laughs> titles name is the one where Mazzy talks and has lines. Uh, hey. <laughs> I, I was just trying to go through the cast list. I'm just kind of wondering, like, did they all record the same time or was it just the, just the main people like the moon goats? There were a few people who couldn't uh, like, who would be recorded at different, uh times uh like if they they had something to do like there was some there was one individual i think he was a minor and he had to record at an earlier time frame than the rest of us but i don't remember mr dimaggio being there yeah it was um john dimaggio what, what, um yeah pr i'm pretty sure gray was there gray's obviously um part of the main cast and they, she had like uh she had like a couple of, a couple of lines of scoots so she was probably was there um 
God, I'm trying to think of who else is there. Was Ursula there? Because I know Ursula was um, in that episode. I think so. Ursula, Would... Phil Lamar. <laughs> I don't think Phil was there. Oh, okay. Because I'm I, it's... It's really hard to tell sometimes when I listen to when I look when I watch shows. I'm like, you know, did they record this ensemble? Because I know that I know the main cast at least records ensemble, and I know with with Loud House and Casa Grandes, they usually try to get everyone together. Mm-hmm. So I'm just asking, like, who was there and who was yeah, yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was it was one of those things. Like that was my first. That was the first big thing that I did at Nickelodeon. <laughs> So uh, I was freaking out being there in general, knowing that it was ensemble. And then just I, I, I legitimately stood there, like interacted as much as I could, but in a very shy, nervous, anxious way where you couldn't tell I was shy, anxious or nervous. But like I could feel it in my bones. So I just stared at the material and would laugh when people made noises or said things. But like eye contact was almost non-existent for me. <laughs> it's like, don't look, don't look, don't look. Like, don't look at anyone, glance in their direction, sure. But like, do not start conversation. Do not, do not look around. Do not. If they're not to your left or your right, don't do it. Because I'm still working on, on, like my my booth etiquette's good. It's just I'm an anxious person who gets real nervous all the time. So especially whenever I have a job, it takes me a second to kind of settle in, even just internally settle in. Like externally, I look fine and I'm I'm happy to be there. And like that comes across easy. It's just inside there's nerves of I don't want to mess up. But this is such a great opportunity, so I'm so excited. It's that it's that war between those two things. So oftentimes I do not like super engage like when when it's a big enough ensemble, I don't want to get in the way of anything. So I'm the more quiet person in the room. Uh, but it's 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 helped. Having done those, uh, it's it's helped me be less nervous because it's such a great environment and everyone is so nice and they're so encouraging and everyone is funny and they just bring out the best in each other. But I just had a lot of I had a lot of that um, uh, just nerves overall to overcome even just getting into the room to be with these people. So it's 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 always it's always a an uphill battle but once i'm there it's it's great but that particular episode recording i did not look at anyone all that much (laughs) um no i i'm just like picturing you just like looking at your script not trying to make eye contact with anyone and trying like hard not to laugh when someone like was trying was uh was riffing and shooting this shit (laughs) like i laugh but the, but it's it's gonna be quiet. It's a quiet laughter, or it's it's interspersed with everyone else's laughter. Like I'm not the loudest one laughing, but I am amongst you all laughing, because it's impossible not to. 
Yeah, no, uh, because people, I, I always sometimes ask people who've done like group records, like how you guys got anything done because you get all those people in one room and it's, it's chaos. <laughs> I have no idea how we got anything done. Well, we had like the director and everyone else, everyone outside of the booth made sure we got what we needed to done. Unfortunately, the the onus of making sure that we we behave and actually do our job falls falls in their hands. And was it? Did you guys? Um, I'm just wondering because I'm pretty sure if I'm if I'm not mistaken, Mazzy appeared in like uh, maybe like another episode. So I'm kind of wondering was that was 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 it just like one episode record or did you guys record like? Um, all the episodes, most of the episodes in that season, or multiple episodes, if if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we let's let me see. Um, now I'm trying to see which ones have aired. Uh, we we were in there twice. Um, uh, I can't remember what the episodes were. Uh, but it was the band together and one just came out recently. Again, I don't have cable, so I don't know, but we, we, (laughs) I can't watch it if I don't have cable. Uh, but yeah, they, we had, we had two, two big groups, uh, sessions. Oh, um, deep cuts is the other one. Yeah. All right. Okay. Oh, 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 Deep Cuts was the other one, huh? So that was, that was a different cast as well. So, because Band Together was the band episode and Deep Cuts was mm-hmm. the uh, club episode. So Yeah, that, Deep Cuts was the first one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh. Reverse order. Oh, so you got to work with, was Mello there? Was Melo was uh, Melo there when she did her lines? It's possible. This is this is the long, this is the farther in the past one where I was more nervous. Because that one had the bigger cast that had like um, yeah Christina uh, Christina Cat Tabor um, yeah that was Nika Futterman like those are the main three yeah uh, sisters in that episode and. Oh, uh, I, I think, no, 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 she wasn't in there. Um, and yeah, a bunch of other people who did insinu- uh, 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 extra extra characters, but uh, but I think yeah. they recorded separately because no way they got all, all all those people to to do. Well, a f- <laughs> few of us recorded multiple. Uh, we're multiple characters in it. We're our main characters, but we're also like some of the miscellaneous uh, students. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and John DiMaggio was also in that episode, so... I don't think he was in the booth, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like I know what this man looks like. I don't remember seeing him in there. <laughs> like, I now I'm just picturing myself as, as like, uh, that scene in It's Always Sunny with a conspiracy board, just, like, <laughs> saying, yeah. well, jo- John DiMaggio was there. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, Rye, I know his voice is in here. Why aren't you answering my questions? I'm like, I don't. He wasn't. He didn't walk in with me, so I don't know. 
Plus, like, if he was there, nothing would have gotten done because I, I have seen that man talk, and he is, like, one of the funniest motherfuckers on the planet. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, how... Like, I, I, I can't imagine anything getting done because the dude is, like, just so funny, always on 100%, and I have heard stories about, about um, you know, Adventure Time recordings, like, running late because he was just, like, cracking the other cast up for... For for hours, <laughs> I mean it. It does happen. So, so yeah. Um, no, but 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 I'm pretty sure that that must have been a fun show to work on, especially with all these talented people and very fun. And I like when I was on the Punies, we recorded ensemble, but there were only like four to six of us total, depending on if we had to get us all recorded at once. Um. So, but when I was like going to classes and lessons and going with my coach to like get into the business, I rarely, I was aware that rarely would I be able to record ensemble um, or that it just most likely wouldn't happen all that much. Uh, So going from the punies to the loud house, getting to do ensemble for both. And then all the other things that I started working on where it was, it was just me. Um, It was, it was pretty fun to every once in a while, be able to bounce back from just being talking to myself in a booth to talking to a bunch of other people in a booth. It does it ever get disorienting. Like sometimes like, cause I know when you do video game sessions, it's just you in the booth. And when you do ensemble, you record ensemble. Does it ever get, does it ever get disorienting where you get, where you're like, I'm okay. I'm going in for a video game session. So I'm just going to be alone to, um, Oh, I I'm recording with so-and-so today. So I got to make sure that, uh, I don't screw up when it comes to my performance. <laughs> uh, no, no, it, it's, it's not really all that that difficult um or at least i i never found that it was um because you should i mean they'll let me know if i'm recording with multiple people but i always go in expecting to only uh because even even aside from the loud house the shows uh that i may or may not be working on um i'm usually just it's just me and uh especially during the pandemic with uh the actual production like uh remote connecting uh it's just used to just used to the one-on-one there's more than enough people on that call that i can banter with um and my sessions they don't take longer than they're supposed to but they take an excellent amount of time because i will get will just fall into the traps of puns and laughter and then someone has to get us back on track, but uh, it's it's never been disorienting to go from one to the other. No, uh, because I know it's it's and sometimes it's hard to keep up because you guys work on so many different projects. Like, do you ever sometimes go into a session and you're like, well, okay, what am I working on again? <laughs> <laughs> um, I I mean, uh, I'll I'll remember the project if they tell me the project. <laughs> But if, um, geez, uh, cause sometimes it's, um, new characters for, uh, something I've worked on before, like just incidentals and 
I'll always need a reference to remind me of what I was supposed to sound like. But other than that, not, not too much, not too disorienting. And um, speaking of video games, um, most people probably would recognize you from Guild Wars 2. I'm just wondering, like, how did that come about? Um, I got an audition. <laughs> that this, For the most part, well, what it was is just uh, auditions were coming out and I was able to send one in and like no, no big divine intervention story uh, on that. Uh, either they had heard some of my work before uh, and they asked or or it was just something that that came out and I I had submitted for and I ended up getting the role, which was super cool. And I freaked out. And were they looking for a specific sound or did they just let you do whatever? Uh, they gave me personality, um, uh, personality in the background. And it was what do you what do you bring to the character? And did did was it like Destiny where they give you like all the lore and 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 what have <laughs> you right off the bat, or was it just like did they ease you into it? Uh this much I cannot go into. Well, darn. The saddest of days. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I tried. <laughs> Podcast ask, over. Ask me. Ask me next year. Ask me next year. <laughs> podcast over there we go uh, i tried um <laughs> see this is the problem when it comes to ndas where it's like you know i sometimes wonder like how much of the lore they they tell you and that's like well i'm not allowed to talk about anything lore related lore, lore related yeah and, and it's like oh okay <laughs> sorry i asked <laughs> no i mean i'm i'm sorry i can't it's there's there's just like across the board a general uh thing i can say that that uh can happen or does happen sometimes whether like how some projects will give you more information than others uh about what all is the history of your character depending on how much they're willing to divulge or how much they have gathered and there are times where going in for some projects i won't even know the project which is fine uh what i auditioned for was not what i had not not what i had imagined just like it was one of those uh shell game kind of sort of things uh but there are times where i do get like a pretty good profile on the character um i'll i'll always get um their uh i'll always get their personality and their demeanor uh sometimes i'll get a backstory um and these are even with auditions in general but there are some projects that are like that and then there i'll always get all the answers that i need in the session like they don't just throw me to the wolves uh and (laughs) Uh, say, all right, Rai, this is what you did before. Here are the new words you must say. Say them now. Like, it's 
they will always give me the information, the context, more about the character. Um, like it's, it's, they give us what we need in order to give them what they want. Well, they have to, cause it'd be weird if they were like very, very vague about it. We're like, Oh, we, you know, we want you to say this thing. Don't worry. It's going to make sense in a year from now. I mean, I'll, I, I run with, with strange things. So it's, as long as, as long as I know, as long as I'm, as long as I know what I need to say, I don't always know what, like what the bigger background is for it. But I, I will ask if, if it definitely, if it helps. Sometimes it does. And were you familiar with Guild Wars before coming into this? Yeah, um, I remember, or at least, yeah, I remember at least the first Guild Wars. I never got to play the Guild Warses growing up because I didn't have a PC. Uh, I barely had a console system um, until, like, I don't know, a decade ago. But of all the online games that there were, um, Guild Wars was the only one I was really interested in at the time. Uh, but yeah, I just, I never, never had the chance to play video games all that much growing up. Um, aside from like two or three and then adult life hit definitely didn't have time for video games. Uh, then school, um, and work, uh, eventually got a console and uh rarely got to play it i the only reason i had a gaming pc was because it was one of the it was a part of the tuition slash like uh materials that the school gave you because i was studying animation and we were doing visual effects and all of these hardcore programs, and they just gave us a gaming PC uh, to, or that, yeah, uh, in order to um, do our assignments. <laughs> and um, does it feel weird, like, uh, looking at looking at your work and hearing your own voice, or are you okay with it? Completely feels weird. I have... Ah! There, there are times where I'm just listening, um, and I can always find my voice in, in anything I've done, even if I don't remember what I said at the time. Uh, but it always, it always just sounds like me, which I guess is just because I know what I sound like. To everyone else, like they can't tell that that's me. I'm like, but that's, it just sounds like me. I don't get it. I don't understand. Um, so I think it's hard for me to, to truly see the, the character as someone who's independent of me because I just get stuck in my head with that voice. Like my, um, in Fallout 76, the character Ren, uh, I think, yeah, that's the first video game I was, I was in. And once I saw like I just found clips of people interacting with Ren and I'm just like that are we sure that that works guys like did I did I do okay because I don't know if I did okay 
this sounds strange. But yeah, apparently no one complains, so it's not bad. Yeah, uh, very rarely. Whenever I ask, uh, whenever I ask uh, voice actors <laughs> if 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 they watch their own stuff or play or listen to themselves, they're like, "No, of course not." <laughs> what are you? Crazy? I haven't learned that yet. I haven't <laughs> learned it yet. I'm I'm like fishing around to see. I'm like, is this? Does it sound okay? Is that alright? Eh, I'll defer to other people, but I haven't just completely divorced myself from it yet. Because it mostly comes from the fact that. Um, that you know you're you're you, you uh we are uh, we as human beings are our worst uh worst critics so oh, yeah so we're constantly like looking at stuff judging ourselves constantly and just we sometimes wonder like was that good enough and i'm not Always. gonna lie like there are tons of times where i re-listen to old episodes whether it be for like boredom out of boredom or i'm just editing and i sometimes listen to myself and i'm just like oh man shouldn't have said that <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, like sometimes it's it's even more frustrating when i'm re-listening to an old episode i'm like i had the perfect opportunity for a joke there here but i didn't go for it i'm just sad now <laughs> oh we always we always regret the joke we never tell. Just it's even more frustrating when a guest sets a guest like perfectly sets me up for a joke and I just don't go for it. I'm like, ah, oh, damn it, should have went, should have went there. <laughs> I mean, if if the door is open, you may step through. I will not. I will not bar your path. <laughs> but uh, no, because because. I don't know. I mean, when it comes to telling jokes, it's it's kind of like now it's kind of a you know kind of a different uh, minefield yeah, now. Caution, Ca yeah, caution yeah, should yeah, be yeah. should be exercised. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like making fun of something twenty years ago is kind of controversial for some people. So. <laughs> And then they ask you, "Hey, can you take that take out that part where you said like this aged poorly?" Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I it wasn't even that offensive, but okay, if if you um if you have a problem with that, okay, I guess. Like it's fine. I don't know. <laughs> puns always go over well. Oh, puns are the best. Puns are Puns are great, and that is why I am so happy that your um, that your Twitter handle is a pun. That is amazing. Yes, <laughs> my my life is nothing but puns. If I can find a way to pun it, I will. <laughs> Do you ever just like look at like really lame jokes online and just like yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I'm stealing that. Yeah, one. <laughs> I I appreciate all uh, horrible humor. In the context of like, just how skilled were you when you put that, when you whittled that little thing together? I will laugh at it all. My only like negative uh, response to it is it, it could have been better. It was, it was good. I appreciate it. No pun is punder appreciated in my life. Like <laughs> I will shine light on it. You'll be good. Just, I believe in you. You can do better. Okay, have you ever exited a room saying, I'm done, now uh, Now it's time for me to leave, 
for no specific reason? <laughs> no, no. I usually don't use uh, use that one in particular. There are other ways. I'm more along the lines of Rye, are you like this? I like to rise to the occasion. I'm trying not to go any more in depth because there's more. There's so much. Like my name is is the ultimate when it comes to can you turn something into a pun with this? <laughs> Fried rise. Yeah. <laughs> Ride or die. <laughs> You're going to cherish this moment for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I say that because like one of my favorite Futurama jokes is like me big brain winning again and now I shall leave Earth for no reason. <laughs> it's so, so stupid, but I just laugh at that line every time. I don't know why. It's a good line. <laughs> but uh no, I just I, I and I'm one of those people who's like if if a if a if a if a good pun is executed well I'll laugh at it. I'm sorry. Like it's, I'm just, because I'm, because I, I think puns are hilarious and, and, and honestly, like they're the hardest form of comedy, like one of the hardest forms of comedy to do because it's like, okay, does that make sense in a grammatical sense? Are people who, (laughs) and they all, and they don't translate well into other languages. So you kind of have to keep that in mind. So (laughs) yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh gosh, I've never even thought about like I've I've made puns based off of um like words that mean the same uh geez. Like I, I can't remember what I used in particular, but the I really hope I say it correctly, but um chat is the French word for cat, I believe. It's been a while. So I would always like I I if it's something with cats I will just interchange uh the joke of the pun to a different translation of the word if it works. Like it's easy to pull those pull foreign words into an English pun. But I don't think it's easy to reverse that, but that's also because I don't speak any other languages. So maybe not. No, because um, when I did my research, when I was like looking up useless facts, because I'm that bored <laughs> and I have nothing, nothing. It's just to do research. With... It's not boredom. It's research. <laughs> You're bettering yourself. Uh, because I know, like you know, going you know, for people who watch The Loud House, they know that the character of Luann has, um, you know, her main shtick is like doing pun pun humor, and that's great in English. But in other <laughs> languages, it doesn't translate well. So apparently what I found Gosh. out, what I found out was it, depending on which, which version of the show you're watching, the dubbed in lines are different. The jokes are different for each situation. So they could be t- something totally different, which is just kind of fascinating because I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, because puns don't translate well into like french or german or yeah <laughs> or, or or spanish you know yeah hey so, that is yeah. cool that just makes me so excited because like i knew because that's what they used to do back uh when they were bringing over uh a lot of anime like a couple 
I don't know, like over a decade or two ago, they would always rewrite specifically for a Western audience. But now they just add footnotes because they realize we don't want you to rewrite it. Also, we know enough about this culture already in order to understand what some of these references are. Oh, no. What are you talking about? Of course, Brock was eating hot dogs this entire time. What are you Stop, talking about? Stop. How dare you? <laughs> that sub that didn't roll down the hill, but like hopped down the hill? No. <laughs> Don't you bring this horribleness in. <laughs> it's like that. That's not donuts, Brock. Those are not donuts. I know what donuts <laughs> look like. <laughs> So much of Yu-Gi-Oh! changed, too. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Have you... Okay. Have you seen the the, the video someone posted of... of, of the of the person change of what of like one of the weirdest localization changes that makes absolutely zero fucking sense where they change sake to hot sauce. <laughs> I what? I, I'm not kidding. There is an episode of Yu-Gi-Oh where they change uh, sake to hot sauce, and it's amazing. <laughs> Were they drinking it? Yep. <laughs> Nope, didn't know that. I know there was a gun in Pokemon uh, before they... I think they might have just cut the episode completely that um, uh, in Yu-Gi-Oh, if you lost, you just died. There was no... There was no other thing. Those discs that um, uh, whenever they were chained to something in one episode where they were... They had the dual discs... uh, uh, or whatever, like giant buzz saws of death. They made them energy saws when they were actually just actual saws, and they would have cut their leg off. Oh, there was no. no spiritual thing that was going to happen. It was just you were going to lose your leg. Oh, there's this one scene oh. where um, Bandit Keith like is threatening Pegasus with a gun, but in the dub <laughs> he's just pointing at him, and it's amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, but look. I don't care what 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 you say, but if like someone came to my house and started just pointing at me for no reason, I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck, man? Like, are you okay? Like, is this a thing? Like, is this something? Like, fuck, it's so stupid. Fuck. Why is he pointing at him? Why is he pointing at him? So I'm stupid. just glad that we've we've evolved since then. It, it makes no sense, especially like the oh god, the One Piece uh, dub, the four kids One Piece dub is just so amazing. It's always terrible. four kids. Oh no, why is it always four kids? <laughs> Where oh. they change like a character uh, smoking to like a lollipop. I'm just like, why? <laughs> like why? <laughs> like that makes no sense. Or they changed like one of the guns and they made it like a shower curtain or something. It's just like okay. <laughs> like it makes it makes absolutely no sense. And I'm just uh, like I am convinced that four kids just like bought bought the rights to these shows and just like never watched them. 
They just said, "Oh no, we'll just edit them. Like we'll just edit them for kids. Like they'll they'll not they can't tell the difference. Take out the guns, remove any reference that's not American. I guess roll with it. I'm like, no, stop. Especially like with the our long arc, which is like a very serious and dark arc and dark um story arc with like pain and suffering. So what does four kids do? Ah, we'll just cut out most of it." Who's gonna notice <laughs> the scene where 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 Nami stabs herself? Ah, we'll just cut it before she stabs herself. Uh, what? Uh, no, no. Uh, Luffy's not comforting her because she just stabbed herself. Uh, no, no. She he's just giving her a hug. <laughs> just so bad. Everybody needs a hug. Everybody needs a hug. So bad. Um. No, but I mean, now like with localization, like now it's more. I've noticed they they just like simple simplify the dialogue a little bit to mm-hmm. make it flow a little bit better in English because um, yeah, direct translation just never translates well. Mm-hmm. So for people who say like we we know uh, anime dubs before were better, um, no, they weren't. <laughs> no, they weren't. Oh gosh, I poof. It, Sailor Moon is what did it to me that made me subs, not dubs for the longest time, because I only had access to anime in English, like Anime Unleashed on Tech TV. Uh, what was it? Adult Swim? Um, Midnight Run? Like these only those things where they were just presented to me in English. And then something clicked in my 10 year old brain as I'm watching Sailor Moon. And then I have access to uh, a friend's collection of it. And it was just subbed. Uh, And I'm like, wait, no, there's a difference between what I watched as a child and what I'm watching now. How very dare you? So I was subs, not dubs for like over a decade of my life. The only reason I started watching dubs for the most part is because I have friends who dub anime. And I'm like, I really should support people who do the same thing that I do. So I kind of, I alternate back and forth between, uh, between a show. Like I'll see which, which I like more, but I will give them, uh, I'll, I'll spend at least a couple episodes in each, each language. I mean, it's better than telling someone who works on anime, oh, everything sucked, but you were okay. Yeah. (laughs) Like... Again, it's I get it. Like it's a personal preference, but at the end of the day, yeah. like, just 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 don't be a dick to people who prefer dubs or subs or, or 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 the other way around. Like it's it's fine. I don't really care how you much you watch it, as long as it yeah. as long as you like find enjoyment out of it. I guess I don't know. Yeah, if you can make the like, if you can joke with each other about it, by all means, like. But if not, I I never yell at anyone for one over the other. It's like, are we watching the same show? Yeah. Nowadays, yes, we are watching the same show. Back then, no, we would not be watching the same show. Clearly, the translation would be so different. But oh man, Dragon Ball Z, like the OG dub. Oh boy, oh boy, <laughs> that was um. Like it wasn't terrible, but you can tell like something was off, and it wasn't until years later did you when you found out. Oh, okay, 
Like, I haven't yeah. seen it recently to be, I haven't hit that point <laughs> where I found out it's off yet. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, it's not terrible. It's probably like one of the better English dubs that came out during that period in time when, um, you know, when Toonami aired like only like uh, stuff that was aimed at like teenagers and, Mm-hmm. And and uh, I don't know when it was back when it was like a kids, I guess a kids channel back then. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know my history of Toonami. I'm sorry, but uh, it was probably like one of the better dubs out back there, and that's why like a lot of people have fond memories of it because it's like, well, you know, that's what we that's what we grew up with. Even though like half the episodes are just exposition <laughs> dumps, <laughs> so there you go. Um, I thought half of them were just Goku powering up. I'm confused. <laughs> like, someone made a joke like about the Frieza arc, like the fight yeah. with the fight with Frieza lasting like twenty twenty one episodes. And I'm like that that's not true. And I looked it up. Oh God, it is true. And it did yeah. last like twenty twenty one episodes for one fight. What? <laughs> Why? Final forms. We have to take into account final forms. (laughs) Like it's like a Final Fantasy boss. Like clearly, there's at least eight iterations. Oh God! It's like the uh, the the bosses in Bayonetta where you think you're done. Oh, like you 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 got you you just took out one health bar. I got six more, buddy. (laughs) Like. And that, God, that that game pissed me off as well. It's like, oh, I, am I done? Nope. More health bars. Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, as long as they show you the health bar and it's color coded, as long as it's a color coded health bar, then it's fine. Like you know what you have to expect. But when that's just like a surprise new health bar. Or, like, they're all red. It's not, like, layered over of, okay, we're green. All right, we're yellow. All right, we're red. Okay, it's gone. No. I need, do not trick me with just, like, a singular, singular color health bar. <laughs> I don't trust you. Uh, it's it's even more frustrating when you beat a boss and you're like, am I done? And then it's like, nope different health bar or they recharge and you have to do it all over again and it's like oh i really hate this (laughs) yeah like some of the monsters in i think it was final fantasy 13 the behemoth kings or whatever where if you didn't kill them fast enough uh but you got them to a certain level of health they would just i don't know stand up and pull a sword out of their back i'm like no you were quadrupedal before. Stop. Oh god, or like the final boss of Shadows of the Damned, uh like he was um he was tough cuz he had like he had like segments where he would like change colors and he had to use like a specific weapon for each of the, each of those segments and I'm just like yeah. This is not fun. <laughs> this is a stupid fucking boss fight. Why do I have to use like a specific weapon? For this specific segment. What is this? Fucking Simon Says? Ah, it's so stupid. Like, and and the sad thing is, like, the game was was fun, but, I mean, it was, it's not a, like, it's not a terrible final boss, but I just hated that, hated that, um, hated that aspect of, like, uh, Simon Says, where it's like, you have to look at the colors, and you have to, each, co- each color means, like, you have to switch for, to a specific weapon, because that's the only way you could hurt him. Just like, ah, oh, it's so stupid. 
I mean, like specialized weapon for specialized things. It's pretty, pretty old hat at this point. But I can imagine the final bossishness of it, where it's like, all right, all right, how many options do you have? All of them? Let's go. No, <laughs> that's stupid. That's rude. That's what that is. It's like, oh, it's green. You got to use the crossbow. Oh, it's red now. You got to use the machine gun. It's it's so stupid. Why do you have a crossbow and a machine gun in the same battle? (laughs) No. God. Um, Or or in the case of like Doom Eternal, just uh, final boss is a pushover. But the but um, the oh, God, the con maker fight was just. Oh, like it's it's so frustrating because like it it, it is like okay rant time. I really hated how I <laughs> I, I okay I, like what bothers me a lot about like modern games is that a lot of boss fights are just basically telling you to unlearn what you've been doing for the entire game because most of the game you're fighting enemies on the ground and you're used to fighting enemies on the ground, mm-hmm. but with the con maker fight. She flies around and you have to like shoot at something at a flying enemy and you had not fought a lot of flying enemies in the game. Like sure, you get like a little, you know, maybe one or two enemy types or they you know that that fly around, but they're not like you know hovering to hovering above you constantly. Like they they are like, you know, low to a point where you can fight them. But with a con maker, like she just like is flying around and there's like no way to reach her. So you have to like, you know, shoot her, shoot her, shoot her. And then like when she flashes like um, flashes uh, a certain color, you have to like do a grappling hook and then punch. And then you have to do this for like seven times before you beat her. Seven fucking times. It's just so, so annoying. Yeah, I can see it. I can see the frustration there. I feel it. Like one of the most annoying boss fights imaginable, and it's kind of a shame because it's like I I kind of it's kind of a shame because I mean it's not a terrible boss fight, but it is annoying. And then there's the whole floor is lava uh, uh, section to it, where at some point during the fight, as it as it as it escalates, it the floor starts to become like uh, it turns red and it becomes toxic, and mm-hmm. um, and you have to like keep jumping on platforms, and it's just. It's not fun. It's not yeah. fun. <laughs> there have been a few boss battles where I've rage quit and I've just like, I hadn't, it took me maybe two months to come back to the game. Part of that is my save style though. I will spam save. So to the point where I might overwrite a save of me being outside of a locked entry point like in the witcher 3 uh the hearts of stone dlc like i don't know i don't care we we can go spoilers there's no spoilers it's been out for years (laughs) um uh like there's a point in the game where you go into a painting and like at in order to get out of the painting you have to beat the boss but once you go into the painting you cannot get out of the painting until you go all the way through the house in the painting and beat the boss. I like, I save every few steps because I'm not going to lose all of the save data that I have. I loot something, save. I kill something, save. It's like, 
I just, I spam save. Unfortunately, I didn't have a save point saved before going into the painting. And I had managed to override all of those save files. So I got to the very end and the battle, like there's no backtracking anymore. It's pretty much you've hit a, and now you must go forward point. I could not beat this boss to save my dang life. I tried like seven times. It was already a scary fight to begin with. Very frightening imagery. I hate it. It was beautiful. Uh, But I couldn't beat him. And so I just got so mad that I stopped playing for two months. And then I came back reluctantly. I'm like, okay, but I just, the next DLC is coming out. I still haven't beaten this one. Let's go. Uh, It took me like three more times and I finally did it. But it was just because like the the boss would split into, I don't know, like five, six different iterations of himself. And the shadow versions of him were weaker. But the more you kill them, yes, overall, they had a pool of health, but the stronger he would become until the point where he's nigh unbeatable if you kill all of them. I didn't know that the first seven times. Uh, And then I tried to beat him without killing all of them the other four times. And it was just, you know what? Eventually I got it through a combination of both. But it was still traumatizing because that was the scariest DLC I'd ever played. I'm easily frightened. (laughs) I I don't really get frightened anymore when it comes to, like... um video games <laughs> like the the only time i think like it something like caught me off guard was the first encounter in dead space where you fight a bot where you kill oh kill, gosh no not that <laughs> where you kill an enemy and and you think it's dead and then it jumps back up and you know kills you and it's just eh. there's no reason for that like Okay, that's a that's an effective scare the first time around. But as you play the game and but as you you know go through the game and it becomes the norm, I'm like, okay, I'm fucking bored of this. Like, can we please do something else? <laughs> like, I'm just on high alert all the time in those situations. Like, if I see movement, I can't play co-op games with like gun co-op games because if someone crosses in front of my screen, I'm shooting them. I'm just that twitchy. <laughs> Friendly. Especially fire. if you have like sparks going off and it's shadows and it's frightening in the background. Like, no, just don't cross in front of my screen at all. What what type of games do you play anyway? Like what type of games do, do you find like are your go-to? Um, usually RPGs. If you give me a sword, um, chances are I'm going to be a very happy kid. Uh, I have, um, I have the ones that I've played last, like Borderlands is the only shooting game I like, but even still there's very role play. Uh, so I'm like Dragon Age Inquisition, The, the Witcher 3, all the Kingdom Hearts is, uh, Shadow of War, Shadow of Mordor. Uh, all the Borderlands. I'm sure there's some other games. I just can't can't remember them. Final Fantasies are usually good, but Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy were my first games uh, that I actually owned and played. 
Um, I'm surprised. Have you played the Mass Effect trilogy? I have seen parts of the Mass Effect trilogy. I've not. Pl- I think I played a little bit, but it never. I did not fall into the trap of the Mass Effect trilogy. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, because <laughs> because like I said before, like the first game is not for everybody, but like Mass Effect Two is just such a such a great sequel and such a great game, and yeah, <laughs> I have. I have fond memories of that game. I think that's the only game I think I've beaten like eight times. So there you go. Yeah, I've, I like, I know bits and pieces about a lot of things that I like a lot of games and stuff that I don't really get to play because I, the majority of the people I follow on Twitter, if they're not voice actors, they're artists who do fan art. So, like, I've gotten into video games. I've gotten into books based off of fan art that these people have posted. Uh, so I follow a few people who just, like, completely lose their mind over Mass Effect. Um, and, like, the Assassin's Creed games. And, like, I'm just... I'll figure out what's happening based off of what you guys post. Mainly they just post the romancings. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know who you ship. That's it. It's clearly the most important part of the game. <laughs> oh man. Um No, because um no uh, cuz again, I'm not really I mean, you mentioned uh what was it? Uh, Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War. Uh like Shadow of Mordor was such a great game. Like I remember spending hours upon hours just like I'm, that game did something no other game I think did at the time, which is just like made me create my own adventures. Like I just loved the Nemesis system so much because it made me create my yeah. own narrative and my own adventures, and I just loved like fuck the narrative. Like I just want to create my own my own narrative where it's like I beat you know this guy this this orc beats me, he gets promoted, and I'm like okay, I'm gonna find him and I try I'm gonna try to kill him. Then I fail and he gets more promoted and I'm like I'm I I am going to find a strategy to kill this one orc because he is a pain in my ass. Yeah, <laughs> like I it took me forever to even I, I to this day I had not beaten that game one because time and adult life but two the way I played like I would just go through get all the information from the spies, then go kill the the bosses in their specific weakness. And then I would, I don't know, go to sleep for whatever and wake up the next day and like a new boss had been promoted. And it was just me trying to clear the board. Like I was, I'm, I just, I have made no progress because I was just trying to kill all of the band leaders. And then I the wanted scene. no one left. <laughs> and then the sequel happened, and it wasn't very good. So I'm still at the exact same point where... Because I got it. I never got to play it until the beginning of the pandemic, uh, even though I got it around the time that it happened because I was in school and I was moving and I was doing all of these other things. Um, I haven't beaten the first part. Like the, I don't know what's at the end of the first little city you're supposed to go into because i've been killing the spies killing the warband leaders and then they'll promote someone while i'm still playing and i'm like okay well clearly i have to kill you too 
I've collected so many things. I am far more levels higher than I should be for the very first mission outside of the, and welcome back to the game. But yeah, I must complete things. <laughs> Cause I, cause I beat both of them and, and the second one is just not. Just yeah. Not very good. I've it's... heard good things about the, what they added, but I, I never got to experience it. So like I get what they were trying to do and the new additions like do flesh out the the overall experience but it's just not it's it's not very good and yeah it, it is not it, very it good It happens sometimes. <laughs> it happens to some sequels. <laughs> like, which is a shame because I really love Shadow of Mordor and like when I heard like um Cause I, cause I didn't buy Shadow of War because I'm like I, I don't like the loot boxes, and then I heard like they did an update where they took out all the loot boxes. I'm like, okay, I can finally play this, and I played it, and I'm, and I'm like, yeah, this isn't, uh, this isn't very good. So yeah, moral of the story is sometimes life is full of disappointments, and Shadow of War is one of them. Oh, that was the moral of the story. <laughs> like I thought we had a general, we had a general like, yeah, yeah, 2020 and 2021 and perfect. Oh, oh, Shadow of War. Shadow of War was the disappointment we should have been worried about. No, no, no. I I Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, I get. It a it a joke. It is joke. <laughs> I get, I get. <laughs> that that's that's you know set up and punchline set up and punchline um no but it it is like those games are probably like the best types of games to play during the pandemic because they're just like so Mm -hmm. long and so filled with like content and you're just like okay i'm down to clown you know if you are yeah i'm just i'm just a super completionist where i will not i will not progress until i've done everything it's and I just spoken to someone about that earlier today. Like I, I, if there's a specific set of armor that I want, I will go grab that armor even before, like I will grab the diagrams to make that armor even before I am a high enough level to equip it. Don't care. Wanted it. I will discover all of the fast pe- travel points. I will um, unlock the entire map. Um, I will, if we're talking Skyrim, I will freaking get out of Helgen Keep, go straight to Riften, become leader of the Thieves Guild, still haven't spoken to the Jarl of Whiterun. I am 24 levels in, have completed over 100 side quests. I have not completed the first quest in the game. How? How? Because (laughs) I didn't talk to the Jarl. I've killed... No, I have like eight dragon shouts i can't use them because i didn't talk to the jarl which means i never faced a dragon which means i can't unlock a shout i know them i know all of these things i'd like the second i got out of the keep the second um it's all like all right you go to whitestone or white run and then we'll uh talk to the jarl i get to white run i get in the carriage and i'm like take me to riften and that's where my Skyrim journey began. I, and then I, had, I took a carriage to all the other all the other places, so I'd be able to fast travel to them and then just like run around the map. 
I had no idea you could actually do that. You could actually just like leave the not do the first quest. I had no idea you could do that. <laughs> I mean, the story's not going anywhere. But the rest of the world is still like still happening. Like I've started you I've encountered all the other people. It's just all the main quest line hasn't occurred. Because I did not talk to the Arl. Oh, then again, I'm the type of person who, when I played like Red Dead Two, I found like the one of the one of the one of the big towns that doesn't unlock until like a certain point in the story. I found that Did you town. Break the game. I, no, I found that town, and I because I because it still shows the marker, and you yeah. can still enter the town and do like all the side stuff. You know, you just can't do any of the story related stuff until you get to that point of like. Where the story has to go to that specific town, and I'm just like, okay, I found this really cool town. I wonder what I can do with it. Oh, I can play poker. Okay, spent like an hour and a half playing poker. It's amazing. Like, fucking hell, man. Just uh, because I'm I'm that type of person who's like, I found something I'm not supposed to. Okay, I'm just going to fucking I'm going to go play poker cuz obviously I can't do any oh, any of the any of the story stuff. I can only do the side stuff. So refuses to actually go start the st- You know what? I can't say anything because that is exactly what I just did. Whatever. Fine. Fine. Way to hit me with the technicality. No, because I remember like when when I was talking to someone, one of my friends who did like uh, some of the characters in Red Dead 2 and she said like no one had ever had ever found her character. I'm like, am I going to have to boot up Red Dead 2 just to find you? Because like what's going to happen is I'm going to boot the game up. I'm going to try to find your character in like one of the towns. I'm going to give up after like five minutes and then I'm just going to go back to playing poker. (laughs) So there you go. Like, at least you know yourself you, you know what you'd do because because that's the thing it's like uh, when people say red dead 2 to me i'm like oh you mean poker simulator that's a great game <laughs> i fucking love that game <laughs> yeah uh no but it's it's so fun like uh uh meeting someone who's like i i I never finished like the first quest i just got so overpowered and i don't want to do the first quest anymore <laughs> I just want to finish all the other quests and like it's one once I get there maybe I will most likely because I can't do anything else until I do the first quest but I've like there are so many other things like I've killed several Daedric Princes (laughs) I can't use a dragon shout but I have done all of these other things. Uh, I've like legendary weapons. Uh, I maxed out my lock picking. I could pick an expert lock. I could pick a max master lock with one lock pick, like in uh, safely. I'll say a second. Like my lock pick skills are obnoxious. But can I do any of the things that an actual dragonborn can do? No. Well, to be fair, like dragon shouts aren't even that good. Like I, I mean, they're like... not. But like, <laughs> if we if we just went through the list of yes, no, this is what this is what you're supposed to do in the game. Is yes, you know how like you know these shouts, but you can't do them. Like I get it. Fine, whatever. 
I just didn't want to go deal with the I forgot what they were, but like the skeletal lichy looking dudes inside the thing. <laughs> Droggers. Droggers. Yeah. <laughs> oh that oh god, that that one that yeah, boy. <laughs> that that quest. I have fond memories of that quest where I'm just like, Am I am I in the right place? No, I've been here. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, cause I've played the game before and this is the first time like I've owned it and, and was just doing stuff. And it was I just really wanted to be the master of the Thieves Guild first. And then I had some other side quests that were on the way. And I like I'll travel to a new city and then I will walk to the other city. So like took the took the cart to um Riften, took it to Mark. Markov, whatever, something, and then walked up to the um, uh, the empire, the imperial city. I think that's a long walk. <laughs> that is amazing. That is like with me, I just like stuck in like one town and I'm just like trying to get, um, trying to just make one armor. Like that's that's my that's my Skyrim experience in a nutshell. I tried doing some quests, but I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to make armor for the rest of the game. <laughs> like, cause, cause I'm just like, I, I really have no interest in this. Like this is, um, this is okay, I guess. But really, I, I just want, I just want the armor. I just want that cool looking armor. <laughs> like, yeah, I get it. Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> God, we've been talking for like an hour and a four, 40 minutes now. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's great. It's great. I love it. Love it. Um, anyway, is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up? Um, oh, gosh. I answer questions. Why must you Why must you ask me to throw something out there? Uh, I... I don't have anything in particular, but I mean, I wouldn't, I, if asked something specifically, I, I will give an answer. I just, as far as me thinking of something on my own, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to say. A pineapple on pizza, pizza, yay or nay? Nay, absolutely not. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Okay. See how good I am at answering questions. <laughs> okay, we can be friends. Okay, I was worried there for a second. Uh, I was like, "Are they going to say?" What about me made you think that I would say yes? <laughs> you never know. You never know with some people. You you think you, you know mean, a guy, and then all of a sudden they like pineapple on pizza. No, because I I, I you never know. With like with with some people, it's like you know, oh, they seem cool, and then they say something really stupid. I'm just like, uh, really. Really? Oh, okay. We're going to go there. Okay, we're going to fucking go there. <laughs> Glad to know that pineapple on pizza is your is your let's let's brawl. It's your let's brawl place. <laughs> That's the point. That's the breaking point. Time for a wallop. Um <laughs> So, uh, where can people find you online? Uh, oh gosh. I guess if we're going social medias, um, uh, Twitter, voice of uh, Ryzen, reason with a Y between the R and the E. Uh, same with Instagram. Um, 
IMDb, Ray Chase, one of the ones who's a voice actor but isn't Ray Chase, so not that hard to find. <laughs> you have right, two th- options. <laughs> all right, thanks so much for taking the time up to do this. This has been a this has been a fun, fun, um, fun episode. <laughs> and like I said, it is like, again, like I said, it starts out with me talking about voiceover, but then it ends about me talking about pineapple on pizza. So there you go. That's, I uh... mean, but that was the very last statement. So <laughs> technically you could just end anything if you use that as a period. <laughs> yeah, good call. Um, <laughs> so, so again, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun and, God, we need we need to have you back because this has been a lot of fun. I mean, if you if you wait a year, <laughs> then there will be things I can actually talk about. <laughs> okay, uh, so, so, thanks so much, and uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for having me, and have All a good right. one. Take care. Take care. Bye.